I'm definitely not woke, but I do think our country is ripe for a great awakening. That's uh, a quote from Dr. Ben Carson, or um, a put together, a piece together quote, paraphrase of what he said recently at Gateway Church on April 2nd. And you can go back and listen to his entire presentation at the Gateway Church audio podcast app uh, and hear it. It was a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, presentation and one we'd like to key off of here today on the Totally Transformed podcast. Welcome, friends. I hope that uh, wherever you are, that you are well today. I'm here today, as always, uh, with my mom, psychologist and author, Dr. Connie Borden, and my name is Lance Borden. And this is the Totally Transformed podcast. We recently had the privilege of hearing Dr. Ben Carson, who is the former Secretary of Housing and Urban Development uh, in the Trump administration. And prior to that, of course, his original uh, rise to fame was based on the fact that he is a very accomplished neurosurgeon who performed some of the most groundbreaking surgeries in recent history for example, separating conjoined twins that were conjoined, uh, had their heads joined together in their, in their cranium and separated them successfully, uh, through surgical means. Um, and he told some other stories in his presentation, but his quote there at the beginning, mom was, I think so significant to where we are at today as a statement of all that's coming at us from the quote unquote woke uh, world that's trying to put values on us and into our culture that are unfortunately so many times against God's word and conventional wisdom. Uh, and yet so many are listening to those values and ascribing to those values. And it's quite frankly, the wrong direction for our country to continue to have the place that it's had in history. Well, it was so exciting to hear from a black man of such great renown in our real lifetime um, that goes back uh, probably about the same uh, history in my lifetime to see the decline of America, to see the civil rights fight, to see all that I have seen and some of what you have seen. And he made such great Quotes. I mean, if you can hear this uh, sermon, I'd highly recommend it because it's very inspiring. He's a very soft-spoken man, and yet every word he said, you hung on. For example, he said, slavery does not make America unique. What is unique about America is that we were so vehement about getting rid of it that we fought a civil war over it. Mm-hmm. And yet uh, today, as he made really clear, one of our biggest problems is that we stand in disunity in this country, <clears throat> in the United States of America, which we are called. Um, and, you know, Psalm 133, 1 and 3 says, where there is unity, God commands the blessing. So I got so much from it. One of the main things is that, that quit looking at the trivial, basically, of what divides it divides us and let's start concentrating on what unites us that's good because united we stand divided we fall and uh, he talked about several different um, points from history from the beginning of this nation with 
George Washington. He cited a book that I have on my bookshelf, Bulletproof Washington, where this was a man who really had the country's best interest in heart and fought and was saved many times, though he was shot at many times, phenomenally, miraculously surviving. He also cited that at the Revolutionary War, we were surrounded by British by land and sea, and a great fog came over the area and protected us. And allowed so, them to escape, allowed the colonists or the colonial army militia to escape. Yeah. yeah. So he went from past to present saying, look, we can't let this great country fall. We just can't. Every person is important. Right. And I, what I loved also about what he said is he, he really talked a lot about how our circumstances do not need to dictate what we become and how we're used, right? Correct. Ultimately by, by the Lord. Because he talked about, you know, his background was abject poverty. Yes. In fact, he told the story of his father um, and mother not staying together when he was a kid and basically was raised by a single mom and lived in poverty. And his mom didn't even have a high school education and couldn't read. And yet when he was coming up in school and struggling himself, his mom, who worked uh, cleaning uh, homes, came home and realized or, or presented or said later maybe that she realized what had made the people she was working for wealthy as she paid attention to their lifestyles was the fact that they didn't watch a lot of TV and they read. And so she brought home to her children, Ben being one of them, Dr. Carson being one of them, um, you guys are going to read. Right. And he, and he didn't really uh, like that at the time, he says, as a kid, right? right. What kid does. Right. But over time, he developed a real joy of reading. And she would make them write book reports to her. And though, and she couldn't even read them, but she would underline the, you know, parts of the sentences and make markings and things like that that made them think that she was reviewing them to, you know, to spur them on, obviously. And he's not the only story like that in our history of men who became great because of reading. And uh, it really inspired me to personally want to project that example to my kids and make right. sure that they become readers because it is such a knowledge gathering uh, foundation. Well, there, there's a book um, called Making Readers, and that's what the point is that your children will do what you do and what you require them to do. So not only do you read with them, you let them see you reading. Um, but the other thing that stuck at, stood out to me about Ben, he reminded me by saying that, um, that he was, as a child, guided by his mother, doing things that would make him great, which lent itself to him becoming a great neurosurgeon. And he came and talked to us in the 90s, uh, early 90s in New York at Love Christian Academy to that student body where I was uh, uh, teaching then in Christian education. And he made the point called delayed gratification, which he then referred to in this sermon, that if you work hard, he said the other kids would make fun of him because he would be in reading and studying or something like that. And they were out playing kick the can in the street, you know, and he said, Back to them, uh, basically, I think he was grabbing that concept. Well, we'll see what happens as we go down the road here, who might be driving the car they want and who might be in right. abject poverty like I'm trying to get out of. Right. Right. And so that type of thing also what spoke to me in our ministry 
he was really made fun of. Uh, he said he was called the dumbest child in the class. Right. I don't know if it was because it was a racist type thing or what. Because I don't think so. I think he lived in a black community. But nothing. well, I think as he told it, he literally this was before his mom had brought that reading concept home, and he really was struggling. Okay. So kids were being cruel so many times, keyed in on that, and really made his life miserable in regards to his grades. But I don't have to tell you or those of you that are listening to us when somebody makes that comment or or gets that definition, gives that definition to you. Right. As a child, you can either go with what they say. Fortunately, his I think it was a Christian family. He is a Christian, Ben Carson, obviously. And he uh, came out of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you can either have these self-fulfilling prophecies and dysfunctional schemas, either from somebody at that stage telling you you're dumb, and maybe he did act dumb, but nobody has to stay dumb in right. this country as he exemplified. So right. So true. Yeah. And so... Uh, That's what we try to portray through our ministry every week, um, Totally Transformed, and my book, um, Saved But Not Free. You can be saved, but if you're not free in who you are, where you came from, and where you're going, and you're wounded, and you keep holding on to that, or in this country, we're trying to say, if you keep focusing on the disunity, on what you don't have, Mm -hmm. rather than what you do have, and what we can do unified and together then the outside enemies, uh, foreign and unfortunately domestic, that want to promote that disunity and what we are not and rewrite our history, for unfortunately, are gaining ground. Yeah. yeah. Well, and he, he made the point that in America, we have what's called the American dream. Yes. Right? Yes. Nobody else has a dream. Right. 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 There's no Canadian dream that people talk about. There's no Portuguese dream that people talk about. There's no French dream that people talk about. But there is an American dream as a concept. And that's because our country was founded on principles of biblical values, hard work, diligence will pay off. Yes. Right. And that showed itself in our very meteoric rise to prominence and being a, the most powerful nation in the world from just a fledgling group of ragtag colonial militiamen just 200 plus years ago. Yes. Um, and it's amazing how we did rise to that prominence, but it's because God's word never fails. And if we'll apply God's principles on the national level right. or on the personal level, it will produce success, you know? And uh, I loved what he ta- how he said that, look, America is, you know, if it wasn't such a great place and it didn't offer so much promise, why are so many people trying to get here? Correct. You know, and so you've got this mantra out there that America's bad, it's evil, and that's just a lie. You know, we obviously are not perfect. We have our warts, things that we need to improve upon and work with. But again, to your earlier point about abolishing slavery, at least our history tells the story of working to remove the things that were not godly from our nation in order to be better as opposed to so many other nations who unfortunately did not have a Christian founding that just had, you know, the human nature, sin nature institutions of slavery and didn't work to get rid of them. That can be applied to anything else that we need to work on in our nation. And it doesn't mean that just because we're imperfect that we're somehow evil when in fact we are the one nation in the world that offers the most promise to go from nothing to as much as you would like to accomplish 
just by your own merits. Well, if you look into all other nations, every nation has slavery of some sort. And that's what's so um, ridiculous, that it's like America's indicted that we're the only one that has slavery. I mean, you or look had at slavery. Or had slavery or has slaves today or people that are um, restricted. I mean, like women don't have rights in the Middle Eastern countries and stuff like that. And they're right. dominated by men. There's some sort of taking away people's freedom in other nations. Correct. Yeah. Right. And um, so that point and that statement that we in 1860 with the emancipation proclamation and, and uh, president Abraham Lincoln and that civil war fought to do away with it. Now it took a long time to get us to hopefully where we are now. And I'm not saying some of that doesn't exist, but basically we are not for it as a nation, and yet that focus on what was, what happened in slavery and and uh, all that torture and stuff like that um, that was wrong is what divides us sometimes today, and then we can't get our eyes off of it, and therefore we're not going forward in the unity, as I already quoted, that God only not only blesses, but he uh, commands that we be in unity, where two or three agree as touching anything, it shall be done according to his will. So it's a real dilemma. I think he made such a great point that every individual can have a dream. Every individual can have a significant part. It's what are you doing today to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. And I think he was trying to point that out with his life. He could have been part of the solution or part of the problem. But he held on to his dream. His mother pushed him into reading. He got out of that, and he's been a really important factor, maybe subtle but powerful. He's kind of subtle and powerful as he speaks. You know, you may not know him as one of the presidents or something, but believe me, he has and is making an impact Mm -hmm. every day. And that's what we have to remember, that we have that choice. It inspires me as a parent, too, that, you know, our kids oftentimes are not going to want to do the disciplined things that we encourage them to do or tell them to do, right? Right. But if we're consistent and we're intentional, even though they may resist, which we all did as yes. kids, it will have an impact. It yes. will, and they will eventually see the value and the fruit of it. Yes, right? and you have to continually impart that vision, mm-hmm. the dream. Right. What, what do you want the outcome of your life to be? Right. At some point, it boils down to your will. It's you. And yep. your choices. And we have to have a balance of working hard and having fun. But they can then choose. It's not just about getting this book read or this homework assignment done. It's about discipline because the root word of discipleship is discipline. Um, if you're going to, you got to work hard to become something great. And so if you keep imparting that vision and yet being understanding that, like you just said, we all have human nature and we'd rather just slough off if we, if we could, so to speak. Right. Then finally, I remember, I remember when I was teaching uh, and, you know, I taught a lot in the upper elementary schools. I would always do that with the kids. Look, we're just not learning uh, what nouns and verbs are. We're learning how to write a great sentence, a great paragraph, a great theme, a great dissertation, uh, a great article that Thomas Paine wrote to the men in the Revolutionary War. Are you going to be sunshine soldiers or patriots? In other words, are you going to give in because they didn't have any shoes and sometimes they were free or they were freezing at that particular time when George Washington read that to his men um, from Thomas Paine, who wrote a flyer during that era. And that inspired them 
inspiration comes from within, from the Holy Spirit, from the Lord, from uh, articles like that versus motivation. It's kind of outside in. They're both good. But if you're inspired from the inside out, I, want, I believe this, I'm going to do it, it works, then you're going to be different. You're going to make a difference and be different, right? Yes. Uh, we were having a uh, wisdom search today, and we were reading in Proverbs, and that's where we read Proverbs uh, with our, with, where, I, where I will have the kids around the table and we'll read Proverbs with our kids. And um, we got to Proverbs uh, 12, verse 11, and it says, A hard worker has plenty of food, but a person who chases fantasies has no sense. And so I said to uh, my kids, I said, you know, you're, you know, we talked about, you know, ask them, you know, what does that mean? What does it mean that a hard worker has plenty of food? And my daughter said, well, but, uh, you know, hard work doesn't, won't keep us, if we don't, if we don't work hard, uh, we'll still have food now. And I said, well, yeah, but because you're working hard now, it will produce the ability for you to have food later when you're an adult and connecting the dots for her that everything that you're doing now as a child, even in school is leading to you as an adult, being able to produce fruit, being able to provide for yourself and for your family down the road. And it all goes together. It all builds, right? you know, and, and, and that concept is lost. I think on so many, they have a hard time having the long-term view, right? Right. We so all many, do. Yeah, we yeah. all do. It's yeah. that delayed gratification you were yes. talking about. Yes. It's hard to say what I'm going to do today is going to produce fruit a year from now or 10 years from now and be motivated in the here and now, but it, it all works together. And if we can get that concept down and apply it to our lives, um, it can produce fruit in so many different areas. And reminding them the reason they have food today as children is because you worked hard yesterday right. and you're working hard today right. to provide the sustenance so they can have a lot of food in the cupboard in the refrigerator, right. which, you know, as children, they don't have to worry about earning the money to buy the food, but they will one day. And the principle still applies to them, yes. even though they would For their theoretically have the meals that they have today. God's principles still apply that if you don't work, you don't eat. And so even a child, if a child's not disciplined or is not, does not develop a hard work ethic, uh, they will miss out yes, on from opportunities. Their res- everybody has responsibilities mm-hmm. yep. on their level, right? And right. I think, you know, what you're saying there is if we don't choose now, you win or lose by the way you choose, right. whatever it is, your responsibility. And we can in America particularly take things for granted, um, unfortunately, and we have to kind of guard against that in their mind while we allow them to take and receive the blessings and freedom that we're talking about, that the patriots that were standing on their shoulders fought and got for us. We, we want them to enjoy that, as we all have, while we make sure that we continue that for the next generations, which is what we're really concerned about in this podcast and in general, that we seem to be declining quickly in morality, in work ethic, in um, education, in working hard, because we have taken it for granted, and you just can't do that. And this is what Ben Carson so eloquently espoused on that day. I wanted to talk about some of his uh, books, Why America Matters. Uh, His whole story of how he became a great neurosurgeon is a movie, and it's also a book, Gifted Hands. Uh, He mentioned the book Bulletproof Washington. He did not write it, 
but you can get it on, uh, I believe, Amazon or just Google it. That's about the story of how George Washington survived as a great man ordained by God. And then he's got a couple websites. Uh, He's really wanting to educate our children. So he's got Little Patriots Learning, Little Patriot with an S, learning.org, where you can go for your children and uh, get material for your kids about history. And then his website is AmericanCornerstone.org, AmericanCornerstone.org, because he's not working for uh, the administration now because he's uh, conservative, but he's doing a lot of nonprofit work. Yeah. Yeah. Why America Matters is one that we've already ordered. uh, And that's a children's book Uh um, that you can read on a child level with, you know, color pictures to tell the story of America and why it's so important right on the on a kid level on a child uh, level. So uh, one to get there for your kids if you want to help educate them, because unfortunately, a lot of our kids are not getting the real story of why America is great today. Exactly. In school. Exactly. So, well, let's uh, close out there again. If you want to hear Dr. Carson's talk, which we highly recommend uh, at Gateway Church, it was on April 2nd, 2022. And um, you you should be able to get that on the Gateway podcast app. It's available there now. Um, So we encourage you to do that and then also order some of his materials. Um, But why don't we close today with prayer? Uh, Do you want to lead us, mom, uh, for our nation and for our character as a nation. Lord Jesus, we just come to you in your name that's above every name. Lord, we thank you for your name. We thank you for the blood that you shed. We thank you for the word and the principles that have made this nation great and have made our lives built on a foundation that we can build upon And Lord, I just pray that as this podcast goes out from our ministry, that it would be an inspiration to everyone that hears the words that we're saying, that they do matter. Each individual does matter. What they say, what they think, what they do in their own circle of influence, in their family, in their job, and working hard, and voting, and praying for this nation and for the world. And Lord, you know we're in dire times. We've been in dire times before. The concern is, are we not woke? Are we awakened to your word, to your power, to your anointing, to your significance and will and dream that you have for each of our lives to influence those in our discipleship circles and anybody that can be turned on to truth? We shall know the truth and the truth will set us free. Lord, you are the truth. Big T, truth, and the word is the truth. And we've declined in this country taking Bible reading and prayer out of the public schools, and it's affected every foundational organization, the home, the church, and the school. So we pray, Lord, because you said, if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, I will heal their land. So, Lord, we repent on behalf of ourselves, on behalf of our nation, on behalf of our leadership. Lord, we pray for those in more dire straits, such as in the Ukraine today, that are completely being devastated, torn out of their homes, bombed to destruction today. Lord, we pray that you would come in and intervene and stop this travesty that's going on that is um, reminiscent of Hitler 
in World War II, Lord Jesus, and we do want to be part of revival. As Ben Carson pointed out, there's been four great awakening revivals in this country, and they were all around war and pestilence or pestilence, and we have both with the pandemic. So, Lord, I pray that you'd use those things to wake up people, to open their eyes, to let them hear, take the veils off their mind, to be awakened, awakened, a generation that makes the difference for our children and our children's children's children, as long as you endure, as long as you leave us here in this temporal world, because we know the only thing that counts this day is what we do for that day. And Lord, we just thank you. We just bless those listening to us. We pray you'd meet all their needs according to their riches and glory, according to, excuse me, your riches and glory. And I pray that you would um, help them to communicate something that they've heard here to other friends, family, relatives, so they can hear and be inspired, hopefully, by anything we have said. And we'll be sure to give you all the praise, honor, and glory In Jesus' name, we pray, believe, and receive these things. Amen. 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 Well, we so appreciate you joining us on the Totally Transformed podcast. If you'd like to submit a prayer request, you can go to our website, totallytransformed.org, and submit one there. And uh, we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast uh, and join us next time for another episode. Thank you for joining us today.